Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC. I'm in Peoria, getting ready uh, to, well, I guess I'll watch most of this game. Padres, Diamondbacks, as we're taping this, uh, that game's about to start. But uh, Jay Posner, my boss, sports editor of the Union Tribune, back in San Diego. Jay, it feels to me like spring training can actually begin. In the last couple days, I would say, after Manny Machado was officially in camp. Yeah, I mean, it's been interesting that we've had uh, a couple days now without any real Manny Machado stories or news or anything like that. And they're just, I, I know that it's, there's nothing going on. I mean, he's taking, I'm sure he's taking pra- practicing every day and just getting ready to, to get into games. And in the meantime, you know, there's other things to focus on. I know today, uh, Eric Hosmer and Ian Kinsler are playing for the first time. And so I, I know you're planning something on that that we'll have on the, uh, website probably around the same time that this podcast uh goes up but you know there's been other things as well and the the big story was chris paddock um you know maybe their top pitching prospect at least the closest to the big leagues it seems like indeed Um, pitched on tuesday and and jay i uh we we have a special treat because took a little bit of of audio from a uh interview with chris paddock and we're going to play portions of that and sort of explain it but really when you uh, hear from chris paddock there's not a whole lot of explaining that needs to be done chris paddock explains everything so we'll, we'll talk about uh, his start and then uh, we'll hear from chris paddock and i, I promise you you, you want to listen to the entire thing am i right jay you are I, I you sent it to me earlier and it's it's <laughs> it's really interesting to hear and and especially the part where he just i, I think one of the clips is like three minutes where he just goes he, he talks one and talks question. one question, and it's, you know, I, I thought that only happened with Bill Walton. Um, it, but, uh, this isn't quite that out there. No, it's not out there at all. It's very... It, 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 it's crazy. He meanders, yet he folk, he's entirely focused. It, it, it's crazy. I think, hey, let's get right into it, Jay. Um, we can overhype things, uh, and I want to make sure that we talk about another kid, uh, Nick Margavicius, who uh, pitched for the Padres the day before Chris Paddock. But here's Chris Paddock, the number five prospect in the Padres system, the number two pitching prospect behind Mackenzie Gore, um, and he makes his spring training debut. Uh, two innings against the Cubs, one hit. It was a, a kind of an opposite field, sort of sawed off a slicing double by a pretty legitimate hitter. And, and Mike Moustakas. Uh, other than that, four strikeouts. Uh, kid was, I mean, one pitch was not near the zone. Um, it, it was truly remarkable. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I watched it uh, in the office here, and it's one of those situations where you're watching a guy, and you're you keep telling yourself, you know, it's February. Uh, he hasn't pitched above what double A um, yep. at this point. And he's coming off Tommy John surgery not that long ago, but it's hard not to get excited uh, when you when you like seeing good baseball, uh, as I know we both do. It's hard not getting excited when you see a prospect like this, you know, whether it's on any team and and you know when it's on the team that you see all the time, it it makes it a little more exciting. But even the first at bat, you know, I mean, he, he, the fastball that he that he uh, struck out the leadoff hitter on. There's not many guys that are going to hit that pitch. I mean, it was just riding in on the guy and at 94 or 95, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. It was just very impressive. I mean, the, the couple curveballs he threw, a couple change-ups he threw. It was for two innings in February, it was all you could hope for from someone like that. And then you throw in just a you know, very off for a second. You throw in a home run from Tatis um, in, the same, in the same game. And it's like, okay, well, maybe these guys are going to be legit, and and maybe some of these prospects that where we've seen so many pr- prospects that come up before and been hyped and overhyped and not lived up to expectations, you can't help but think maybe these guys are different. 
Yeah, that pitch to, to Fernando Tatis was a minor league pitch by a major league pitcher. Um, but the pitch before that, Fernando Tatis laid off, and and that's something that they're looking for from this kid. Uh, and so, and and then I don't care where the pitch was, not many people hit a line drive home run like that. There was no way that thing was a home run, and and it, and it was. Uh, so yes, absolutely legitimate. Um, Chris Paddock, that fastball, it rides, it uh, it, it darts. Uh, the changeup is it's baffling. It looks exactly like a, a fastball. Um, and and then the curve, a pitch you didn't have last year. That's the knock on him, and it's legit. It's not great. But it's it's a 23 year old who's just learning this pitch, and uh, you know when you got a fastball and a change like that, uh, you can work with that curve. Uh, I, so that's legit. Now, this, and I thought ahead. so. I was just going to say I thought he also looked for you know for two innings, and I, I thought he looked composed. Uh, you oh. know, the, I thought the umpire it was a typical umpire in midseason form with no idea where the strike zone was. I thought he got squeezed on several pitches, and I think even Hedges mentioned that. Uh, after the game, what do you call it? A big league zone. So what does that mean? It's a, what does that mean? It's a crappy zone where the umpire has no idea what he's doing or what. But whatever that means. But he he definitely got squeezed on some pitches, but it didn't look like it bothered him. You know, he made a dumb play where he threw the ball to to first the first base where nobody was there. He got victimized by an error. But he came right back and struck out the last guy of the of the outing. So you know that yeah, the only the minor league he didn't, right. He didn't fall apart when things started to go against him there in the second inning. And I, I think that was Which something is, else to take to take out of that outing. Well, I'm glad you brought it up because it it really is. It's like I've got I've uh, sort of now become accustomed to it. And and uh, but I'm really glad you brought it up because that showed what they've been saying about him. And it really is the poise. And he's uh. <laughs> He's very unique, and here's the thing about it. And as we go to listen to him right now, you're you're gonna hear it. He's real. Like I said, these meandering answers are also somehow at the same time focused. Here, we'll play the shorter one for you. I believe it's only like a minute and a half. Um, and the question is uh, about his expectations of making the rotation. You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, this is my first big league spring training, but I'm gonna give the Padres front office the hardest decision they're gonna have to make. Uh, I know that that's you know something that every guy should say because their goal is to get to the big leagues, and there is no excuse on why I can't make the roster. I know that there's some business side of things that I can't control, but I'm like you said, my goal is to break with the 25-man roster this season. Um, why? Because I've worked my butt off this whole you know these past 20 years of my life to get to where I want to be on a big league roster and. But at the end of the day, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do too much. I'm going to go out there and, and do what got me here, continue to work hard, continue to show up to the field early, you know, continue to show up in my suits on my start days, just things that I can control. And that's, you know, being, being myself and not changing for anything. Um, you know, but we have, we have a great group of guys. Uh, you know, it, those, those starting five guys, it can go to anybody. Um, but I'm going to, you know, I wouldn't say I'm headhunting this uh, this this spring training because that's you know that's not what I'm trying to do. But you know we're all competing for a spot and it's wide open right now. And I'm really looking forward to getting these games on the on the road and and just learning from the guys. You know, being able to have a winning atmosphere in San Diego and we have everything we need coming up through this system. 
All right, Jay. Uh, by the way, that was taken from uh, an interview that Annie Heilbrin uh, did for a video that's on uh, the website. I-, I could have chosen from uh, interviews I did, and sound was much better. And these, and uh, quite honestly, when I was uh, listening to this, it just made me laugh. Jay, um, the-, the kid gives you so much detail. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you don't normally <laughs> expect that from, especially these these days. I mean, I, I-, I think athletes seem to be more programmed than ever in terms of what they're saying. And, and there's some, uh, there's some cliches when he talks, but I don't know. They sounded a little more interesting from, uh, uh, from him. And I think you'll, people hear that even more when you play the longer clip. Yeah, he play. He he believes in the things he's saying, even when it's at the end of the day or what, what, whatever else he's throwing out. It, it, honestly, uh, everybody you talk to, he he lives these things. Now here is a uh, well, it's about twice as long. And and the question was about his rehab. And as we know, in August of 2016, uh, he had Tommy John surgery, and you know he acknowledged that uh, it was very tough. And, and believe me, I mean rehab. The one thing you get Jay covering professional athletes is rehabbing a major injury is the worst thing they ever go through uh, in their career. It's, it's lonely, it's hard, and Tommy John is a long one. It's uh, 18 to 22 months of, of not actually competing, and, uh, and, and he talks uh, about that. You know, it was just the group of guys. We had such a good rehab group in 2016 and 2017. You know, it, it was almost like we were excited to go to the field. You know, and, and rehab is, is a very, you know, I wouldn't say desperate, but it's a very hard time in your life to, you know, you're, you're not getting paid, you know, you're away from all your buddies, you're away from all the coaches and players, and you're not competing, you know, and it's Monday through Saturday, coming in Arizona in 110 degree heat in the summer, 115 degrees. Uh, there's just so many variables that go with it. You know, it's, it's almost like a routine that you come to the field, do your work, and go home. Come to the field, do your work, go home. Instead of, you know, coming to the field, hanging out with the guys, staying long, competing, you know, winning, all those. I mean, there's just so many factors that bring to the table. But at the same time, we had such a cool rehab group and it made it it made it fun. You know, we did stuff outside of baseball together, cooking dinner, going to the pool, whatever it was. You know, we made the best time of what we had together. And I think that that's very important. You know, and what got me through, you know, rehab itself. Um, obviously, the family came out a few times, FaceTiming the family, you know. All those little things kept me going. You know, days that I really was beat up mentally. Why me? Why did I have a bad day of throwing? You know, what, what what's going to happen next? You know, why am I sore? You know, it's just it's something you can't explain until you go through it. Um, but another thing that kept me driven is it's almost like I was off the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, I was boosting myself up, you know, those first two years of, of pro ball, you know, in 2015, I had a good year with the Marlins and then I get traded in 2016 and I'm still competing and, and winning games and honestly having a really good year. And then all of a sudden that just stops, yeah. stops at your feet. You have no control of what just happened. The first thing you're going to think is negative. You know, and I just told myself to look at the positive and grow from here, move on, and get better every day because I guarantee you I'd much rather do rehab than work a nine-to-five job because whenever you step away and hang up the cleats from this sport, any sport, I feel like, you know, if you're going to look back saying, why, 
what should I have done differently or what, why didn't I do this? You know, and I don't want any whys in my, in my career, you know. Like I said, some days are going to be better than others. Um, but at the end of the day, huge shout-out to the rehab guys, you know, and Ben Fritz and Tanner Fields, you know, all those guys. It was just – it was really cool to, you know, just show up to the field. You know, whether, whether some guys were going through hard times, you know, this was our space to kind of clear our heads. You know, whether it was staying 30 minutes after and talking to somebody, whatever it was, it's just it's one of those things that's hard to explain until you go through it. But I'm glad I went through it. I'm glad I got it, got it finished. And, you know, now I can just about, you know, face anything mentally that's in front of me by far. Okay, Jay, is a quick rehab. Uh, or a, a, a recap of his rehab. He's talking about rehabbing with the other guys, uh, about the difficulty of it. He talks about his family, good group of guys, more on the rehab. Uh, then, you know, what drives him now? Um, I think some more about some teammates, the injury, uh, it's about staying positive. Uh, and then, you know, ask himself his own question, then he answers it. Uh, the kid has got an old, he demonstrates there at the end, he's got an old soul. I mean, <laughs> at the end, got to go back and thank the rehab guys. Uh, right, right. I, I don't know. I found it fascinating. No, I, I did too, and I, I think that's. I hope that's the kind of stuff you know <laughs> that we can bring people even more of this year on here is some of the sounds so that people can hear you know from the players and coaches themselves and and what they're thinking and what you're hearing from these guys you know out there every day. So let me ask you this now: uh, we're to to sound like one of the color commentators that I always make fun of. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Um, what's the plan now? What can we expect from Chris Paddock? I mean, is he gonna is he gonna pitch every five days now in spring training? Every six days? Will he go three innings next time? What, lay out for 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 me and for everyone else. What what can we look for over the next few weeks uh, from Chris Paddock? I think it might be a little bit varied, as in maybe an extra day. Uh, maybe uh, an even more strict pitch count because whenever Chris Paddock does come up, and the Padres have something of a built-in excuse, if they were to keep Chris Paddock down at the beginning of the season, like let's just say that that it is apparent to everyone on the planet that he should be up and be in their rotation at the start of the season. Well, we're talking about a kid who's probably going to top out 130 innings, maybe maybe more, up to 150, if they're, you know, the, the stress on his arm they, they don't determine was that great but because his you know his first major league season just two years removed from Tommy John surgery or three years removed and a year you know one season removed uh, that there will be limits on this kid's workload so they could have a uh, an excuse to not bring him up rather other than just manipulating his service time and keeping him under their control for longer um, and so they will do the same thing in the spring um, and so, you know, but yes, next time I would imagine the goal would be three innings. They certainly are not going to mess around, uh, with, uh, Chris Paddock, but, uh, along the same hole, two, then three, then four, then five. Uh, but look, they've got time. Most of these guys, I think Chris Paddock is early enough for like six outings and then maybe Chris Paddock only gets five. Uh, of course that could depend on, you know, what it looks like. Does he continue to do this? I don't think there's any indication that he wouldn't continue uh, to, to pitch well. Um, but it, it's fascinating uh, what's going to happen with him, what's going to happen with Chris Paddock. And I don't want to undersell or 
uh, Logan Allen, who the lefty, uh, who after Paddock and uh, Michelle Baez and Adrian Morahone, Logan Allen, your fifth-ranked uh, pitching prospect, he's up. I would expect him to be uh, with the Padres sooner than later, and he pitches on Thursday. Here, in, uh, Actually, it's up in Surprise, just down the road. I was just going to ask you, when uh, when can we look to see him? Um, so that'll be another one that I, I can't wait to watch, yeah. although I don't even know if I'll be able to watch it, but that's another story. We'll, we'll count on you. He's, to, a, he's a baller, man. He, he's, he's more fun-loving, you know, and, uh-huh. and all that, but man, I've seen his, I'm not even going to write about it today, uh, a batting practice, a live batting practice he threw to Manny Machado and Fran Mil Reyes, and uh, not to ruin what I'm going to write, but they they hit him hard, and the next time he came back and got them both out uh, with a really impressive change-up, uh, both of them, and uh, it was the, the interaction between them uh, was, was good stuff, but he's a baller, uh, if I could say what the kids say. Um, <laughs> Nick Margavicius, and I'm still, I believe I'm mispronouncing it, gotta learn it, good kid, silent assassin, I, w- I would uh, say, he's a pitcher, he's a crafty lefty, all those things. Uh, a couple of the uh, coaches uh, were talking about him uh, early in spring, but not giving me any hit whatsoever that he was going to go out against Chris Bryant, uh, Wilson Contreras, uh, yeah, Javier Baez, and, and throw two hitless innings. Um, so uh, they, they believe this kid's for real. And what a sign that maybe, just maybe, maybe he gets blown up next time. But uh, there's a, nobody's talking about this kid, and he comes and he makes a start uh, in spring training against a legit lineup and throws two hitless innings. Yeah, and it gives us something else to, to look forward to because – as we saw with with Jose Castillo, I mean, pitchers are going to get hurt. You need to have as many as as many prospects as you can uh, at that position more than more than any other. So if this is a guy that kind of you know sneaks up on some people, uh, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world to think that he would be another guy that they could throw into their mix of of potential starters down the road. I mean, there it, it's not like there isn't room for starters on this roster at this point you know not just this year but but going forward i mean there's not a there's not a vet as we've talked about before not a veteran rotation that anybody needs to crack i mean almost every spot uh except for maybe joey lucases and maybe eric lowers at the start of the year all these other spots are open so i i think all these guys have got to be thinking hey if i go out there and and show well in the spring you know maybe maybe i get a shot to uh you know, to pitch early in the year against the the Giants or the D-backs and, you know, the teams that uh, – those are the teams they play the most the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, so I, I, I think it's all just part of why this spring training is more more interesting than any other mm-hmm. and, and obviously got even more interesting with the, with the Machado signing. When do we look to see him? Will he be playing this weekend, do you think? I believe it will be Saturday when the game is on Fox 4 San Diego. Now – I also fully believe that if Andy Green, the coaches, the A.G. Preller, don't believe that that's the right date, they won't do it. I, I do. Right. I believe that – I mean, I've seen the, him back there taking grounders on his own from Glenn Hoffman. They're slowly accelerating the difficulty. Um, I shouldn't say that. They were going pretty hard at him uh, the other day. But, um, you know, they're getting him into, uh, you know, game ready. And, you know, they waited seven days last year for Eric Hosmer. And Andy said this morning they could have waited longer, and that might have even been better for Eric. Um you know, look, the guy's really good. Uh, he's going to be ready for the season. I don't know what kind of season he's going to have. He's going to be ready for the season uh, physically. So, But I am expecting uh, it'll be Saturday. Well, and even Saturday, I mean, that's what, March 2nd, and the season starts on the 28th. So you're looking at almost four weeks 
um, for him to get a lot of time to manipulate. Could he play more than usual? Right. You know, if he, if he starts later than that. But I'm, I've been convinced it's Saturday. But I'll tell you that I, I, I honestly believe that if they think, hey, you know what, another day for whatever reason. Uh, maybe he started to feel a little something and, you know, just sore or whatever, then, uh, then they'll hold them out. Um, so, but it makes a lot of sense, huh? To show them to the folks back home. Sure. And it, uh, and on, it, and it also court. makes, it also makes sense to skip Friday because they play at the Dodgers that day. Uh, <laughs> that, so, well, let's just be clear that night, Jay. that night. I'm sorry. I wouldn't think, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't think that that would be a, a place to put him out for the first, uh, for the first time, but no, obviously Saturday game against the giants. I'm sure they'll have a, a good crowd on hand in uh in arizona it's on tv back here so that does make uh that does make a lot of sense uh for so uh, for i guess him. i'll leave it with you talked about it's more exciting and then it's spring and then i tell you you know last year there was zero expectation and, and and i always am respectful of the fact that everybody in uniform uh wants to win every time they go out they're always respectful of that but these guys knew right and there wasn't a lot of talk about winning there was a talk about Playing hard uh, and 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 you know getting better individually, learning how to you know do certain things, but not a lot of talk about winning. And that was a very unique, you know, because spring's the time when you know everybody thinks they can win. Well, even before Manny Machado signed, these guys were talking differently. Maybe not like promising they were going to be uh, in, in the playoffs, uh, but the talking like it and talking like you know forget this getting better stuff. We're, we're past that now. Hunter Renfro, Austin Hedges, uh, Mil Reyes, these guys learned how to play. It's, it's time for us to, you know, figure out how to win. Now maybe Machado comes, guys are walking out with, uh, you know, their chest puffed out in Eric Hosmer's words, and, and they honestly believe that they can contend. I, I honestly believe that. I've gone through a lot of spring training BS, uh, and I've, I've gladly lapped it up because that's the only time you could ever be optimistic about the Padres in the last decade right. and most of the last 50 years. But they honestly believe it. We will see, won't we? And a big part of it is going to be the pitching. Um, and, you know, maybe I, I, I'll be surprised if A.J. Preller makes a move just for a starter because they now if he can pull off a move for a number a guy he could slide to the top of his rotation or you know second or third then maybe he does that um so this is a lot to to be determined i also think they're probably going to move an outfielder before the end of the spring or that they will try to uh so a lot to still uh happen and i think one interesting thing and i just happened to be looking at the schedule for some spring stuff and i looked down at the uh, the regular season schedule as well is it's not an imposing schedule to start the season it seems like sometimes last year. it seems like sometimes and last year was part of it they get they get buried early and we we go through this whole you know oh geez it's another april where they're you know having a poor season but you know you start with a seven game homestand against the giants and diamondbacks that's two teams that most people would probably put below the padres at this point or at least at the same level uh, of the Padres, it's kind of like the Dodgers and Rockies are cut above in the division right now. I think most people would agree. Then you've got uh-huh. the next three teams. Now you will have to see Madison Bumgarner in the opener. You will have to see Zach Greinke uh, here at Petco in the second series against Arizona. But that's seven game, and then they go to St. Louis, San Francisco, and Arizona. So you're looking at seven games against the Giants, seven games against the Diamondbacks, and three against the Cardinals uh, in the first what seventeen. 17 games that's not something where people should go oh no they have to play the you know the Dodgers and the Brewers or something like that and they're in the Rockies and they're going to get buried so I, that I'm might be something was... again where we can look at and say 
hey, maybe they're, if, if they can get off to a good start, we've said that for so long, they can just get <laughs> off to a good start, that I think that will change people's opinions uh, of, of how they might be. And it might change their own opinions, too. I mean, I, I'm not going to say they yeah. have momentum. You know my feelings about yeah. mo- momentum. But it will. But I do think momentum is different than confidence. Um, and so I think right. it will give them some confidence. I, I did have to laugh last night watching a, a basketball game, I think it was, and the announcer said, boy, the, the, this team had some momentum there for a while, and then they didn't. Well, that's exactly what I've been saying all this time. Uh, but but confidence is different, and I do think if the schedule sets up for these guys to get off to a decent start, get some confidence, and, and see what happens. I still don't think this roster, as it looks right now, on paper, can contend to be anything more than, let's say, a 500 team. That would still be a huge step up, in my opinion. You know, fifteen going 500 is a 15-game improvement over – uh, over last year, but hey, it's baseball, and at this time last year, there probably weren't people who thought the Rockies were going to win ninety games either. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to discourage anyone at this point from from believing no, in this team. And I don't, th- but I also don't think we should be sitting here saying, "Oh yeah, this team, this team believes it can contend." That doesn't mean it's going to, or that people should expect it to. Uh, absolutely, and yeah, to be to be clear that. Like just it just feels different in spring training as it should since they were they knew they were going to be bad and they were even worse last year. It, it should feel different. Uh, it actually feels like a real team now. Um, and and yes, I I'm not I'm somewhere in between. Uh, it's certainly not a developmental season as as uh, you, you might have thought that it was going to be another one of those. But uh, I'm in between that and and them actually being a contender. Uh, uh, I, I think probably safe after 10 or 11 years, whatever it's been. Uh, that's the sort of thing the Padres have to prove to us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, well, we'll do this again next week at the latest, Jay. We'll yep. just not wait too long. All right? No, no, no. I, I don't know if we'll be able to do another one before the end of the week, but certainly at the start of next week we'll uh, we'll get back on and we'll see what happened over the weekend and discuss that. And uh, it, it should be, uh, should be interesting. We'll have Machado's debut hopefully uh, by then we'll have uh, maybe another schedule for Chris Paddock and and who knows who else might catch your eye during the next uh, several games. Who knows? All right, talk to you later. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs>